Social Zoom Factor, episode 285. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. SMS, chatbots, live chat, all of them in a single tool. Oh, we actually aren't done with the list yet. Visitor tracking, CRM, push notifications, and all that boosted by automations. You get the idea, right? Trying to integrate everything into a business can make a marketer go crazy. But user.com is here to stop this nightmare and at a lower price than its competitors. User.com is a full stack marketing machine and now is offering a special for Social Zoom Factor listeners of 50% off for six months regardless of plan. Plus, the first 10 to register will receive a free consultation with a user.com marketing automation expert. Go visit try.user.com slash Pam to get your deal and start turning each visitor into a happy customer. Again, that is try.user.com slash Pam. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we are talking about an incredibly important topic, which is your customer. This topic is important regardless if you are working in a tiny business, maybe you're even a solo entrepreneur, up to a Fortune 10 brand. We're talking about how can you research and know your customer? And I'll be sharing with you 50 pretty easy ways that you can get to know your customer. Now, I speak and train all over the globe. I own an agency called The Marketing Nuts, and we service brands big and small. One of the number one questions that I receive is, Pam, how do I better know my customer? I know I need to serve them amazing content. I know I need to be relevant with them. I know I need to connect with them in a human way. I need to stand out from the crowd. And the only way you're going to do that is to make sure that you know your customer. And back in the day, you know, you roll back the calendar decades ago and companies and agencies used to push companies into spending loads of money. I used to be on the corporate side, so I know about this. We used to spend so much money on focus groups and doing customer research and custom types of research projects to better know our customers. The good news is things have changed and you can now, thanks to digital and social media, it's so much easier for us to not only connect with our dream customers, but also to research them, to analyze their behaviors so that we can better serve them, so that we can create marketing programs and campaigns that will actually drive a positive return on your investment. Hooray, we all want that. So let's talk about the 15 best ways for you to research your customer. Now, in this conversation today, I'll also be including some of my favorite tools and technology, as well as some best practices for really 
the quickest type of research that you can do to analyze your customer, as well as a couple ideas of things that will maybe take you a little bit longer to do. Now, make sure that before you do any of this, that you define your customer. And for business to business companies who are working in a B2B market, you want to make sure that you are defining your customer profile. So this is going to be a high level look at what is that ideal customer organization that you are serving. And the types of things you want to look at is industry, niche. You know, when we say the riches are in the niches, they are. Uh, Size of company, annual revenue, growth stage of business, number of employees, stage of business. Are they a startup or, or do you work better with more legacy type of companies that have been around a long time? So look at that customer profile that you best serve, as well as looking at your defining your buyer. So that buyer persona and start with taking a look at who your current customers are, right? Who are those current customers? Who are your best customers? Who are the customers that you want to serve? Who are your dream customers? Who do you best serve, right? We refer to it as mutual joy and mutual value. Who do you have the most mutual joy and mutual value? We have a rule in our organization that we only work with clients where we can have both because when we have mutual joy and we have mutual value and we're working you know, in, in lockstep together, we have amazing outcomes. So before you start your customer research, you want to know who you're researching, who is that, what's that customer profile and what is that buyer persona? Now, if you are brand new to audience marketing, I encourage you to check out the episode that I did right before this one. It's episode 284 and it does a deep dive into for newbies, what is audience marketing and how to get started with an audience first marketing strategy. And so this episode is a continuation of that where we are digging into how to research your customer. Okay. So you got your customer profile, you have your buyer personas. If you need some help with that, go to pam.online slash bootcamp, and you can enroll in my virtual five-day buyer persona bootcamp. I'll teach you how to build out your customer profile in less than an hour a day, five days, you will define not only your customer profile, but I'll help you create and prioritize these buyer personas so you can make sure that every message you're creating, every piece of content, every video, every audio, no matter what type of content you're creating, it's aligning to the needs of your audience. That's your first step to make sure that happens. And you can also download my free buyer persona worksheet at pam.online slash my buyer. Go grab it. Now, Number one way for you to research your customer is just ask them during natural conversation. And if you have a brick and mortar type of company, maybe you have, you know, a gym or a day spa or an ice cream shop or a salon, you know, you have a company where people are coming into your business on a regular basis, a restaurant. 
ask them during natural conversation. And so as you start to put your research plan together for what you need to know about your customer, you can train your team to be asking these types of, the type of questions that you need to learn about your customer. And it doesn't have to feel awkward, just make it natural. It doesn't need to feel awkward and it should be simple questions that help you better know your customer that are just part of what you do for your business. Now, one great example would be just a gym. And I work out at Orange Theory. Yes, I am addicted. And so let's pretend that Orange Theory is wanting to work with other local businesses that support their type of dream customer. One thing they could ask me is, hey, what's your favorite place to get coffee, Pam? They know I love coffee. Or Pam, what's your favorite restaurant? I know there's a lot of new restaurants that have opened up recently. Or they could ask me what type of sports pre-workout drink that I drink before I come to the gym. I mean, there's a million questions that they could ask me that I wouldn't think was awkward if they asked me that question. And I would gladly answer it and and help them without knowing it, put together their marketing strategies. So just make it part of your natural conversation. This can happen also if you don't have a brick and mortar business and maybe you're only working with customers through email or through Zoom calls or through the telephone. Maybe you serve them through the web. Whenever you are talking with them and any type of digital conversation or phone conversation, you can ask those questions. Number two way that you can know your customer very quickly is by launching or optimizing your email marketing program. Now, if you don't have an email marketing program, you are seriously missing out. Anybody who tells you that email marketing is dead honestly just doesn't know how to do email marketing. And I'll tell you, email marketing is one of the top ways that we continually drive business and stay in human to human connection with our target customers. We serve relevant value on a weekly basis to our audience that keeps us connected to our audience, inspires them to action, generates traffic and leads and conversions for us and our clients. So if you are not doing doing email marketing, you need to really be looking at if maybe email marketing could help you. Now, once you get your email marketing program going, then you have a gold mine of data to understand your customer. You can see what content is driving the desired action, what content is driving conversions and sales, what what topics are best working, what promotions are best working with your dream customer. You can look at, you know, what are they opening? What are they clicking through? What are they buying? And what are those words in that content that help drive that desired user action? It really can help you quickly. Number three way is interviews. And this is pretty straightforward. You basically select a handful of customers and you conduct a short interview with them. Now, this is not formal, okay? This doesn't have to be some big focus group. This could just mean uh, in passing, I'm coming into your store or we're on the phone or we're on a Zoom call and you can just say, hey, Pam, could I grab five minutes of your time? I need. I just have a couple questions I wanna ask you about where you are in your business and how I can better serve you and see how things are going. Make it positive, okay? And then just 
ask them a few questions, keep it simple. If you want to do a more in-depth interview, you could offer them maybe an Amazon gift card, a Starbucks gift card, or, you know, gift card to your store or business. I don't know what industry you work in, but something that's relevant to your customer. Number four is surveys. And this is a great way to learn about your customers. Now, surveys, you can put those on your website as a pop-up. You can conduct surveys through an opt-in form. So somebody uh, fills out a form on your website or blog to get information from you, maybe a free download, a free worksheet. And then you immediately take them to maybe a short survey where you can learn more about them. You can also do formal surveys surveys where you could combine that, let's say with an email marketing program, you send out an email to your subscribers and ask them if they would please participate in your survey. You can host that survey through your own technology on your website, or you can use tools like SurveyMonkey. That's one of my favorite tools for surveys. They give some nice reports, pretty easy to set up. We've used it for many, many years. So surveys are great. Uh, If it's in store or in location, you know, you can have an iPad there. You could have a piece of paper that someone is manually filling out. You can do surveys at events. So surveys are great. The key here is to keep it short and simple. And if you need to do a longer survey, just be very careful that it's not too long. Uh, You can use platforms like Google Sheets as well, where you can, you know, have or Google survey where you can set that all up on Google. That works pretty well also. Number five is focus groups. And this is taking that to the next level. So this is where you actually can get a small group of your existing customers. It could be customers who maybe have left you and maybe they weren't happy with your service. And it could be prospective, you know, dream type of customers. So you can decide who needs to be in that focus group. Of course, depending on that customer's relationship with you, if they're an existing happy customer versus somebody who left you, the tone of that conversation, the questions are going to be different, but all of those scenarios and more can really help you understand that relationship with that customer and maybe why it worked, why it didn't work. We've done a lot of this type of work with our clients. If you need help with focus groups, we would love to help you uh, set up a focus group. We can do these digitally online where we can, you know, use Zoom and different conferencing tools where we can bring people together. And it's a really quick way when you get, when you have somebody that knows what they're doing with focus groups, it is a very quick way for you to learn pretty in-depth knowledge about your customer. And you don't need to spend loads of money to do this. There are research companies. I've hired them in my career, you know, where we have spent a lot of money on focus groups. Some of them have been worth it uh, when it's been a global rollout of a program. But I have honestly seen just as good a success with focus groups and keeping them simple. So just keep them straightforward. Make sure you know what data you want to get out of that. And then number six is social network insights. Now, all of the social networks, so Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, they all include free data for you to learn about your customer. All you have to do is look. So all of them have insights. You can see who your followers are, what their demographics. You can see some of the behaviors. You can see the types of people who are engaging with your customers. What are the best content? Uh, What is working best? Is that video format? Is it audio? Is it memes? Is it 
funny things? You know, what is that content that's driving those conversations that you want to have? That is a great knowledge. Number seven is social listening. This basically means you are doing more listening and less talking. So when I first started my agency 10 years ago, I had the luxury after leaving corporate, I spent about six months of doing a lot of social listening before I really entered in a big way, the digital and social web. So as I was building my brand and engaging and doing those things, it went super fast because I knew my customer. And a lot of our clients come to us and they say, Pam, do for our business what you did for yourself, what you did for your agency and your own personal brand. And they always wanna know what the magic sauce is. The magic sauce is I know who I'm serving. I know what my audience needs from me and I listen. So now when it comes to social listening, you can utilize tools. And I don't have time right now in this episode to go into all the social listening tools that are out there or what's the right one for you because it depends on a lot of factors. How big is your company? You know, Do you have a social footprint out there of data to analyze currently? Uh, how, what's your budget? What's your goals? But you want to go to Google, do a search for social listening at tools, and then you can get a list of those and, and see kind of what is going to work for you. Some of my favorites, we use Agora Pulse. And if you go to pam.online slash Agora Pulse, and that's A-G-O-R-A-P-U-L-S-E, you can get two free months for your subscription by using my link. And we use Agora Pulse. I'm an ambassador for them. And we use it to not only manage all of our social media posting and engagement, but it also has a lot of great listening features built into it. So I really like utilizing tools that when possible are kind of an all in one, right? And we've we've been all over the map when it comes to the different social and digital tools out there. We've tested almost all of them. And some, we, not everything can be an all in one box, right? And so a lot of times when you choose an all in one type of platform, you're giving up a couple features in one area. But Agora Pulse is one of those platforms that it gives us enough insights and it has great ways that we can tag mentions and you know track hashtags and it eliminated a lot of tools that we were paying for that we get to use we get the same features now all under one set which is Agora Pulse. And so we get those audience insights, we're able to identify, you know, key influencers and it has a a built-in kind of CRM that will let you create lists of prospects and influencers that type of thing. So a lot of really neat features if you're wanting to get your feet wet with social listening. Now, when it comes to social listening, you don't have to have a tool to get started. You can do that with the social network insights. And I encourage you to, to look at also qualitative data. Now, one, I'll give you a good example. When I first started my business and building my personal brand and I hopped on Twitter, I was noticing a lot of people were putting me on Twitter lists. And as I was looking at those lists, they were putting me on lists that said like coach and inspiration and just 
list that I wouldn't have even categorized myself, right? I was coming out of corporate. I had a 15 year career. I was just out on the digital web kind of talking about my life and uh, how I was going through this transition and sharing the knowledge I had on brand and technology and marketing and content. But people loved it and saw me as a coach. They saw me as an inspiration. And that early data of social listening really helped guide how I developed my personal brand. Because even something as simple as a list that somebody puts you on, when you start to see themes of how people are describing you, then it starts to help you understand how people are perceiving you. Because remember, your brand cannot be controlled through a set of corporate messaging, right? Your brand is really made up of perceptions of how people perceive the way that you present yourself to the world. So social listening enables us to start to understand how people are perceiving us. And that's why you want to be looking at the qualitative data as well as the quantitative data. What are the the posts that you're putting out there that people are clicking on and liking and engaging? What are the posts you're sharing from third parties that people are loving, right? So what's working? What's not working? You have to get real and not be afraid to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to analyzing that data. Okay. And don't be afraid of the data. When we talk about data, a lot of people's eyes glaze over and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Trust me, you can do it. And if you want to be a good marketer, a good digital marketer, you need to get real with the data. You need to not be afraid of the data. Dig in. Okay. Number eight is online communities. And this is where you are one option. You're, you're tapping into communities that already exist. Okay. So I always talk about the OPC, other people's content and other people's community. So you are tapping into communities that already exist. If you are brand new to the digital and social world and you haven't built up a following or a community, you're going to need to tap into the OPC other people's content and other people's community. So there's a lot that can be learned in other brands' Facebook pages, other people's Facebook pages. Get into those communities and those Facebook groups that already exist. See the conversations that are happening. And then when you're ready, you can build your own online community where then you have an a never-ending flood of qualitative and quantitative data that you can communicate with and understand your audience. When you have a private Facebook group or a private LinkedIn group, that's a 24-hour day, 365 days of the year focus group that you have at your fingertips that you can learn about your audience absolutely amazing. I know we're getting deep into some great ways that you can research and know your customer. I still have seven more to share with you. And before I go there, we need to hear a quick word from our sponsor. They are what keeps this podcast zooming. Please give them a listen. And they are also a way that you can research your customer. I'll be right back. Trying to integrate different tools into a business can make us go crazy. And the worst part is that all this granularity also means you lose data. 
Our new partner, user.com, is a full stack marketing machine that helps businesses integrate under one umbrella all those vital marketing and customer support activities. Email marketing, SMS campaigns, web and mobile push notifications, call center activities, chat bot and live chat, visitor tracking, visual sales pipeline, customer relationship management, and obviously automation. Think about an automated sequence that engages and converts your leads via email, drives upsells with SMS campaigns, and answers customer questions via chat. Study after study is showing that opening a conversation with the visitor will drastically increase your conversion. User.com makes it super easy to interact with your customers even when you sleep. It also integrates with all the tools you and your team love to use, like Slack, Zoom, Google Analytics, and WordPress, to name a few. Visit them at try user.com slash Pam. They're offering a special for our listeners of 50% off for six months for any plan. Plus the first 10 to register, get a free consultation with a user.com marketing automation expert. Go visit try.user.com slash Pam to get your deal. Again, that is try.user.com slash Pam. I'm back. Okay, let's dig right in. Number nine way that you can research your audience and know your customer is to understand their digital user behavior on the properties that you own. Okay, so this means you're looking at your website. You may be looking at your podcast. You may be looking at your blog. You're looking at the way that people are behaving as they come into your area your owned properties, okay? So this could be on your website, user.com, which is the sponsor for this podcast. They have amazing tools and technology that help you understand and follow that user all the way through your conversion funnel. And even looking at number 10 I have, which is web analytics, Google Analytics, this ties right into that. Google Analytics is a gold mine to understand your customer, okay? So when you combine like a Google Analytics with a user.com, you can really be defining how that user is engaging once they're getting to your website or your blog. So if you are right now getting a ton of traffic to your website, and maybe it's not a ton, but for you it's a ton, all right? So you're getting more than you got before, but you're not converting it. Maybe people are landing on a landing page that you created that you're driving them to through social, through maybe a video, through a podcast, through email marketing program, and you're getting the traffic, but they're not converting. That's when you really want to look at why. Why are they not converting? Is the content not relevant with them? Are you not driving the right desired action that makes them want to take that next step? You know, why are they not moving through that conversion funnel? You need to to understand that. And it's that digital user behavior that's going to help you understand where you need to tweak your conversion funnel. Now, I covered the digital marketing conversion funnels in a nutshell and how you can get more leads and sales on autopilot for newbies. And that was in episode 280. And it is an in-depth, deep dive into the three 
major phases of a conversion funnel. So your top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of funnel. I highly encourage you to check that episode out. If when I mention the word conversion funnel and you just freak out, you're like, Pam, I don't even know what that is. Go check out episode 280. It also has a full visual guide you can grab that you can get at pam.online slash more sales that will help you understand conversion funnels and how this behavior of your audience, once they know you exist and they start coming to these properties that you own, your blog and your website, you need to make sure that you are optimizing that visit. It's just like somebody walking into your house if you have them over. You want them to have the best experience possible, right? You may clean up things a little bit. You make sure they have something to drink, something to eat. You want them to have a good experience. Same thing with your digital properties. What is that behavior? Are people liking hanging out there or are they wanting to pop out as soon as they get there? Number 11 is a pop-up on your website. Now, this is one of those things you gotta be careful with. You don't wanna be too intrusive. And if you have a pop-up on your website right now and you are seeing a ton of traffic but not a lot of leads you want to or or conversions you want to make sure you're looking at that digital user behavior go look at google analytics and see where are people bouncing out of your page of your website if people are coming to your website and they're bouncing out in 10 seconds you got a problem all right you need to figure out what's causing that problem is it a pop up is it that your page isn't loading fast enough? Is it not mobile responsive? Or, you know, and that's where pop-ups, you really need to be watching the data and make sure you're not pushing people away. But with a pop-up, you can do research. A pop-up, you can uh, have people opt in to receive more information from you. And then you could nurture them through an email marketing program to learn more about them. But pop-up on a website when done right can work very, very well for customer research. And one of my favorites, I know there are a lot of different pop-up tools that you can use, but I really like Get Site Control. It's simple. It's affordable. I think I pay like $10, $15 a month per property. And it is really easy to set up, has a ton of features. So go check that out and that'll get you, you can get started, you know, within a a few minutes of getting that on your website. Uh, Number 12 is industry reports. So this basically means you are looking at reports that already exist about your target audience. And this is why you need to know who your target audience is so that you can make sure your research searching the right people, but Google is your best friend here. So just do a, you know, and particularly, um, coming up to a new year where we are right now headed into 2021, you can just start doing research for, you know, enter your specific industry or niche and then, uh, enter the year and just look for relevant, uh, recent industry reports that'll help you help guide those decisions you need to make on prioritizing your audiences and knowing more about them. You will be amazed how much just free data is out there. And also paid, there are paid reports that you can buy, uh, but I would definitely start with the free reports first. Number 13 is keyword research. Again, Google is your friend. Here you wanna be doing the double click, so deep dive into what are the keywords that people are searching for when it comes to your 
industry and niche. You want to make sure that you are able to attract them at the time that somebody is doing research to even know what brands or companies, businesses exist to help them solve that problem. If they're looking for an enterprise software or hardware solution, they may not even know who is available and serves that problem. So you want to make sure that you're popping up with the right keywords that your audience is searching for. And Google has a ton of different tools that will help you with this. Just log into your Google account and um, they will help you with the top trends and keywords. Make sure you set up your Google AdWords account because that can give you access to a lot of different tools. And there's a lot of different tools out there as well. I don't have time to go into all those, but SimRush is another one of my favorites. Again, Google is your friend here, so just do a search for keyword research on Google and pick your flavor. Okay, number 14 is Google it yourself, okay? Google what you think your customers are searching for. Now, the average buyer, consumer, B2B person is going to consume 10 to 12 pieces of content before making a buying decision. So if you don't come up in search, it's all for nothing. You need to make sure that you are coming up in search and that you are optimizing your digital properties. Okay. Number 15 is take a look at tools that summarize trending and hot content. So there's Google Trends. I love BuzzSumo. So B-U-Z-Z-S-U-M-O is fantastic for researching top content, top influencers, you know, top blogs and websites and topics and hashtags. So you can get about everything you need to get started with trend data with Google Trends and BuzzSumo. You're welcome. So there you have it in a nutshell, 15 ways that you can research and know your customer. You can start using all of these methods immediately. I wish you the best of success. Make sure you check out my training. Like I mentioned, go to pam.online slash bootcamp for my five day buyer persona bootcamp and then download my free buyer persona worksheet at pam.online slash my buyer. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.